Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? What up, what up? How's it going, Henry? Pretty good. Today is August 18th, 2023. And again, we're going to have a pretty open conversation, freeform style. Um, you and I haven't officially recapped our experiences at San Diego Comic-Con, though. So maybe we can start with that and then we can just kind of open it up to to uh, open combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Point blank, man. Rainier, how was your Comic-Con 2023? And it's crazy that it, it's been weeks past now. Like we, we've yeah. already passed the post Comic-Con blues. Yeah. And I'm already setting my sights on Comic-Con 2024. Nice. So <laughs> yeah, man, need to revisit all the good feelings of Comic-Con. Yeah. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was yeah. smooth. It was easy going. There were, there was just as much as ex- excitement as I was expecting as would be for previous years. Obviously, we went into it thinking, oh, man, all these panels are getting cut. All these signings are getting cut because of the, the writer strike. But, you know, I had a good time, man. Um, my wife, my kids, they really enjoyed it as well. I think my kids may have enjoyed it more mm. as much, if, if not as much more than I did, only because yeah. they are a fan of some shows that had uh, some of their voice actors, some animated. So they're, they're a big fan of this show called the owl house. Mm-hmm. And not only did they have the voice actors there, but the panel, but they were also doing like signings and stuff. So uh, my eldest daughter got to meet them and yeah, she was, she was all about it, man. She, she cosplayed, she built some yeah. props stood in line for the first time for a prop check. I've never co- I've never cosplayed for Comic-Con. So my first experience with cosplay, I was able to live vicariously through my daughter. <laughs> mm, oh, that's so cool. Love that. Man. That's great to hear, man. Yeah, I had a great time at Comic-Con too. And um while we're on the subject of prop checks, I had kind of a, a, a kind of an interesting experience there also. Um, so I cosplayed as the Winter Soldier uh, this year's Comic-Con. And uh, my son cosplayed as Thor. So we had a fun little Marvel team up. And uh, we both did our prop checks. Uh, Simon got his Mjolnir checked, <laughs> got tagged up for that. And then uh, for me, I brought a pretty realistic looking pistol. I saw that picture. Yeah. I saw that picture. And actually, the first thing I noticed was there was no orange tip on your gun. (laughs) Well, okay. There are a couple things going on here. Um, There is no orange tip. And uh, the reason for that is it's a really old toy. It's like from like the 80s or something. Is this from the real guns water gun line back in like? The eighties is that? Yeah, I, I it's, don't it's, that's it's, from, de- it? it's not. It's not a water toy, but it's definitely like in the vein of like old realistic looking toy guns, something that you just don't see anymore, right? 
Yeah, so when I saw is... it, I thought, I thought, oh man, Henry's going full Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, exactly. he, he either sawed off that that orange piece or he painted it. <laughs> oh, that's a very astute con goer uh, observation there, uh, because it does look pretty realistic. There is no orange tip. What it has is like a little red X right uh, in the barrel. Very hard to see. And I think it's something that like police complained about before saying like, well, that does distinguish these toys from real guns, but it's real hard to see them. And uh, eventually toys started to become less realistic. But uh, this is like a relic from the past. And I was wondering if there would be any problems getting that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, were, were you concerned like it was going to ruin your cosplay aesthetic? Yeah, I kind of I was kind of concerned about that. Um, and I figured if they if they had me put it away or they they kept it holstered or something that, you know, no big deal. I'll just do like kind of a like a hands up uh, fighting pose or something. Right. Um, so what happened was, yeah, the, the prop check guy was like, this gun looks pretty realistic. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to have to have have you um, like zip tie it to your holster or t t like somewhere on your body where you can't draw the gun. Oh, they wanted you to tether it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of disappointed, but I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, argue with, you know, Comic-Con security. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a, that's a move that will get your badge taken away. Yeah. Well, the, the, you'll be interested to hear what, what I eventually did then because I did tether it and he was pretty official about it. He's like, he gave me the little zip tie thing and he's like, oh, I have to watch you do it. So I, you know, I ran it through my holster, zip tied it down. And once he saw that it was secure, he's like, he, he, uh, he let me go. He did have me put the, um, the little uh, band on it too. Was he specific <clears throat> about you zip tying it or was he proposing, hey, I'll zip tie this for you? It seemed like he wanted me to do it. Yeah. So I think that was kind of a nice thing to do because. I think he was like, well, you can do it however you want. But he just wanted to make sure that it was secure. Right. So after that, I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to plan B and I won't like hold the gun for the photos and whatnot. But I was like, I really want to hold this gun. <laughs> so what I did was like I didn't I didn't have like any scissors on me or anything, but I just like. I just started to turn the gun and it kept twisting it and twisting it and twisting it and pop the zip tie broke and I was able to to uh, to draw the gun and you did a tourniquet you know, maneuver there with exactly, your zip tie. Yeah. So I I technically uh violated uh Comic-Con protocol I guess. Uh but uh you know no one was harmed, no one was scared and I did keep it holstered. I I only I only drew it for you know certain photos and stuff, so I, I think uh, I think it's all I think all is good. It's probably a good thing you didn't bring a bigger gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was debating a few things about should I bring a less realistic gun, bigger gun, smaller. You know, like uh, I was definitely weighing these options, but uh, that's the con life, man. <laughs> <laughs> these are the sorts of questions you ask yourself when you're attending a convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We live in a crazy age too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, you yeah, know, that, that was in my, on my mind too. Like there's 
a lot of shootings going on and yeah the last one the last thing anyone needs is like some sort of scare in that department right so yeah yeah i was mindful of that too <laughs> good keeping a uh good social conscience there yes trying <laughs> so yeah any uh any last thoughts were like about a month removed from comic-con um this is yeah we're, we're pretty late in the game recapping yeah uh, but you know maybe a good time to just have like our, our our final word on sdcc 23 yeah you know i think the consensus this year too was because there was a lot less celebrity presence a lot less like movie theatrical television presence that a lot of artists got to get highlighted um especially in artist alley mm-hmm. and um i think the consensus amongst the artist alley group was that this was like probably one of their best years in terms of like selling merch and activity in artist alley um and yeah. myself my family and i actually we you know we hovered around artist alley actually quite a bit and probably bought like the most original art I've ever had. I mean, I don't, I don't buy a ton um, outside of comics, but like, and by no means that I come home with a truckload of like stuff, but mm-hmm. like I bought a few prints here and there. And I just realized to myself, man, I've actually never really done that in the past. Yeah, that's cool. I, so, I noticed the same thing that artist alley was popping. Yeah. So it was cool to see a lot of things that are, you know, seemingly kind of get, overlooked got to you know surface to the top and 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 get their their data shine i think a lot of people felt like this was comic con of old days before you know hollywood um you know uh provided such a big presence at comic con yeah yeah i guess that sense too if anyone was going there to like you know celebrity hunt for selfies and autographs they would have been sorely disappointed yeah yeah that is true that is true it was but, a different kind of con this year yeah, but for, sure. for everything else like man it yeah the excitement was all there a lot of great cool things to see uh and it was just as crowded as if not maybe more than any other comic con especially on the exhibit floor yes yeah maybe we'll touch upon that a bit like i personally felt like the exhibit floor was pretty crazy crowded all the time and it was tough to navigate most of uh sdcc what were your experiences like with the crowds you know i did come to the realization that uh here's the thing like getting there early the you know the thing that you're looking for that you're going to rush for 98 percent of the time though i have to get there the lines count Mm -hmm. right yeah and what everyone wants to do is they want to line up. They want to find an organized <laughs> way to say, hey, where can I go to make sure I'm in the next batch of being able to get this line? Yeah. And every single volunteer is like, you just got to keep moving. You got to take a lap. Otherwise, it's a fire hazard. And it occurred to me that despite, I don't know how many thousands of people are in that entire convention floor, that if you're standing next to a line cap sign, you are suddenly a fire hazard, but you can step 10 feet away and you're no longer a fire hazard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but realistically, dude, that whole place is a fire hazard. If yeah. fire ever broke out there, we're, we're, we're all screwed. 
<laughs> yeah. So I don't know how the line cap attracts more of a fire hazard than anywhere else next to it. Yeah. Yeah, you speak, may. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I did speak to someone who uh, they were in, I think they were in a panel and they actually had the fire marshal come in and disperse the panel. Oh, really? I Because I, I, I've been always making this comment about like, man, I've never seen that fire marshal come through. Like, I've never seen that ever happen. And they, you know, the, the volunteers constantly like express that that caution. And to actually hear someone say that that had happened, I was like, whoa, that that's real. Oh, and here's the mm-hmm. weird thing too. Like, I don't know if you remember, but one of the evenings there, a, a fire alarm actually went off. I think it might've been... <laughs> maybe Friday night or Thursday night. Mm. And so I was speaking to the person that was actually in the vicinity of where the fire alarm was actually triggered. And they were all sitting in a panel and everyone looked at each other like, what do we do? And they were like, if there's a real fire, like we should leave. But if not, I don't want to lose my seat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think they were actually, you know, contemplating the fact that like, even if there was a real fire, they didn't want to lose their seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah man good stuff i mean th- you're highlighting a lot of, of the thoughts that happen during comic-con right like the, the lion capped situation what do you do? do you leave and come back later and i think you point out a really good strategy you kind of get just far enough away so you aren't technically a fire hazard but close enough to jump in that line once they release the the line cap sign right i mean i've called this the circle dance you know what's funny about that is Mm -hmm. that like you see you start to see more and more people catching on and as that happens you see you see this like basically this like this track of of almost like marathon runners running (laughs) i mean walking in a circle so that they're still technically moving yeah you know, they're still adhering to the rules, but they're trying to ensure their place in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. And this is a big part of the fun of SDCC, right? Because yeah. the whole time you're there, like strategies are going through your mind, right? The stuff you're talking about, like, should I leave, give up my seat, uh, come back or like, what do I do? Like those sort of questions are happening all the time. Like when people are negotiating, I... they're negotiating mm-hmm. and stuck in a fire because they want to keep their seat. Right. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world. It's a whole different world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one thought that ran through my mind in kind of a final thoughts sort of vein is, um, yeah, you know, with uh, the past few years, the pandemic and whatnot, um, the whole in-person event experience has been, you know, a, a little more few and far between, right? So I certainly have come to really love like the return of in-person events like comic conventions right oh yeah yeah virtual i mean virtual you can't replace that experience there's no way you can have cameras right in front of the faces of these comic artists and celebrities you know but on seeing it on a screen versus like being in a sweaty pile of people in a line to like just catch a glimpse (laughs) of them from like 500 feet away it's not the same 
it's totally not the same. Yeah. And like, I know there have been complaints about San Diego Comic-Con over the years. And some folks are like, I'm not doing that again because I'm, I get super tired and I'm, I can't deal with the crowds. I can't deal with the lines, but man, I, I, I gotta say, you know, like I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? Yeah. Same man. Right. I I totally agree with that. Like I, early on, I realized, you know what, part of what makes this miserable is also part of what makes it fun. Yeah. The sooner you accept that with these conventions, the easier time you'll have. Yeah. The more fun you'll have. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's kind of like the difference between going to a live concert versus just like listening to a streaming service at home. Right. There's no substitute for being there in person. And, uh, and, you know, you mentioned the panels, like being in person at a panel is so different than just like watching it on your computer, completely different experience. And you're talking about, um, supporting artists at artist alley i mean that's super cool too i mean i was in the artist alley area quite a bit also meeting artists talking to them getting their stuff and um it's just a world of difference between doing that and like i don't know ordering some prints through the internet you know completely different and uh yeah it's uh it's it's pretty magical being able to do this stuff again because there was a while where we couldn't do this. We couldn't go to conventions in person, go to concerts, go go to to the movies, right? So uh, I think it's really great that we're able to do this again. And and I don't know, I I think I've gotten some perspective, like being away from that for an extended period. I mean, personally, I'm just I really am appreciative that we can do it again. 100% agreed. Right on. Hey, so when's the next convention for you? Well, there is uh, the uh, Fan Expo San Francisco happening in November, which I am planning on attending. So I'll see you I, there. Yes. All right. And before then, we'll probably be doing a Comic-Con badge sale now. So, oh yeah right that's a whole and, other thing i don't think we've ever really talked about huh the badge sales i mean i think we've touched upon it but uh that might be a fun like dedicated episode right just to talk about getting a badge yeah that's that whole that's that's an event in itself and getting a <laughs> hotel room yes yes indeed so i think we can um close the book on comic-con 2023 uh, anything else on your mind, Rainier? Hey, so I want to talk to you about uh, video games. <laughs> sure. What's uh, do you do you play video games much? I do. I was quite a gamer in my younger days, and for a long time, I would probably consider myself a casual gamer. But actually, more recently. I've been gaming a lot more than years past because um, I got a new Xbox. Uh, yeah. So the past, uh, I don't know, six months or so, I've been playing a lot of video games with my son, Simon. And it's been great. Thanks, man. 
Yeah. I, I've been giving like I've been giving video games a, a, a lot of thought lately because I've been I've been I'm still continuing to play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm, nice. And um it it has reignited my interest in playing some of the older games that I have. And so I've been revisiting the Batman Arkham series, which is mm. a fantastic series. Right. Um and I started to think about like you know comic book related video games and how I feel like before when i mean with i mean with the robust systems that we have now with like the ps5s and the new xboxes like i feel like video game companies can create anything mm-hmm. but back in the day like video game comic book adaptations were always just crap yeah <laughs> we would probably get video games from something that might have been like movie related um but i always felt like the way they developed them were they were an afterthought just something that they could slap a sticker on and sell yeah um but man like playing like batman arkham asylum I and mean, it's a whole series batman arkham asylum uh arkham city arkham origins arkham knight um really well done games like uh placing batman in a free roaming environment where you're basically batman where you can either brawl like him or you can you know, be stealthy like him. You can do detective work just like Batman. I joked around with my wife before I had kid. We had kids. I was like, I love this game like it were a child, <laughs> <laughs> because it's that that Batman game series is just great. Um, yeah, and uh, and it's it's fun, man. Um, and I, I started thinking back to like when games started getting really good for comic books. Like there was a a Batman uh, animated um like inspired game called batman vengeance that came out for the ps3 and i i just realized that every video game console i bought was because of a comic book related game that came out so i bought a ps3 because of batman vengeance i bought a ps4 or sorry i think batman sorry i think i bought a playstation 4 because of batman vengeance or no three (laughs) and then four was for arkham asylum and um i just got a ps5 uh to play gotham knights and uh the new uh there's a miles morales spider-man game that i haven't yet played i haven't yet gotten uh because i'm waiting to get through tears of the kingdom before i play that Mm -hmm. game (laughs) awesome dude yeah man i mean there's been a lot said about superhero fatigue with tv and movies uh, but maybe the future slash near future of comic book adaptations is gaming, right? Because no one's talking about superhero fatigue with video games, right? If anything, people are like super excited about superheroes showing up oh, yeah. uh, in new games, right? So and like even beyond, someone... even like beyond superheroes, like the. You know the latest uh star wars jedi survivor game like i've heard really great things about that mm-hmm. um that was actually sort of the shining piece uh for star wars night in disneyland they had a limited edition cal kestis he's the main character in that story mm. and they replicated the lightsaber he has in that game uh to a limited edition lightsaber which is impossible to get uh, uh, but it shows you how much video games can transcend from being something you can play to a prop they create in real life, right? Nice. 
This is cool. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the topic of of gaming because um, I just got a game recently. Um, this game called Stray uh, just released for Xbox. It's been on PlayStation for quite a while, but um, they just released it on Xbox and I got it and it's really great. Um, as a cat lover, It's I'm completely blown away. Basically, it's like a third person uh, adventure game where you're a cat, a very oh. realistic looking cat too. And it behaves and looks like a real cat. So like a and, cat simulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like uh, futuristic and has like kind of a, a Blade Runner vibe to it too. So it has a lot going for it. It's, it's, really, it's really cool. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard of people playing um, like flight simulators mm. where, you know, people that aspire to be pilots or are just like pilot connoisseurs or plane connoisseurs, they'll actually log real flight time in these simulators, mm. you know, flying mm. to different destinations yeah. in the world um, and pretending to be a pilot. Like, and I'm talking about like, you know, 14 hours of gameplay, you know, like yeah. <laughs> flying across the world. Uh, so I'm not surprised that they have something very similar for cats also set in a futuristic uh, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and coming from the perspective of someone who was away from console gaming for a long time, like I'm completely blown away by like what games can do now. I'm just like... I'm in amazement, like all the time, you know, picking up the controller and just like seeing what this can do because it's, they're completely different. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't even mention that part of the Arkham series was um, the Batman Arkham VR. I ended up buying the PlayStation VR system just, just for this game. Mm-hmm. And as much as I mentioned, like when you play the other Arkham games, like you are Batman do the VR uh, experience being Batman was insane. I remember demoing that actually at Comic-Con and I played for 10 minutes, walked away and I'm like, I am buying that. <laughs> yeah, it works. It's, it's so cool, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. Right on, dude. All right. So any final thoughts about anything before we wrap things up here, Renner? I've been meaning to ask you about this actually. Have you seen this Spider-Man Lotus fan film trailer no what's that (laughs) it's been getting quite a bit of buzz actually um i mean it's it's a straight up like fan made film um i don't know if they i don't know if they did a full-length film i don't know if it's just a trailer um but i've been seeing it pop up here and there i finally watched the trailer and i i I think it's the story of like peter parker and gwen stacy Mm -hmm. um and it actually looks pretty well done for like an amateur made (laughs) trailer (laughs) and it it sort of brought me back to when i originally was watching like fan made like trailers brought me back to this one trailer called batman dead end have you seen this Mm -hmm. that one i don't think so that didn't sound familiar okay that came out man i want to say like when youtube was like early on okay (laughs) and uh it looked like a pretty decently budgeted trailer where Full-on actors, full-on makeup. You have Batman, you know, going toe-to-toe with the Joker. And, you know, as the story progresses in this trailer, you know, a predator shows up. And then an alien shows up in addition to the Joker being there. And, and it's just, it's just, it's just wild. 
That's and cool. it got me it got me thinking about like man there's that's it, it's it's cool to see like fans making like their own stuff like that you know yeah yeah you gotta see these you haven't seen them no no <laughs> i gotta check it out now i guess my question to you is if you were to create one of these what would you make you know there was something that was teased in a fan made trailer i saw years ago where it was like the story of robin Mm-hmm. um i think it'd be cool to see like i'd love to see actually a robin movie like a legit yeah. like warner brothers produced you know yeah um same with like nightwing and everyone else that surrounds batman mm-hmm. i think that'd be really cool I, i'd love to see that made yeah yeah man i think we may have touched upon this before but it's pretty shocking that there hasn't been a robin movie or show or there's much titans. of anything they, they do have titans there is that but i mean that's right. a team right we're right. talking about like a solo thing yeah yeah it really hasn't no not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> you figure someone's got that in the works somewhere yeah. we'll Some, see <laughs> someone's drumming up james it's in, it's in james Gunn's uh back pocket i'm sure of it there you go there you go oh are you yeah. are you gonna watch the uh blue Blue Beetle movie that just came out today. I do want to. And in fact, um, my son and I were thinking of going uh, to go see a movie tomorrow. Um, we might see that. We might see the Ninja Turtles movie, which I'm hearing a lot. Yeah, of. Great I really want to see that movie, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I jumping back to Comic-Con. I got to meet Kevin Eastman. Yeah. At Comic-Con. And uh, man, being a fan of Ninja Turtles since I was a kid. I want to say that's like one like you know next to transformers and gi joe like teenage mutant ninja turtles was like a big part of like my childhood like sure. drawing them reading the comics and like recreating and making my own comics of ninja turtles and actually meeting him and getting you know a sketch done by him it was it was pretty surreal that's awesome dude man yeah i remember i remember seeing you post that that's so cool all right. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Actually, um, with uh, our our podcast co-hosts, Christian and Perferio, we were planning on doing a Blue Beetle recap, but uh, we'll see. We might do Ninja Turtles instead or in addition to. So, TBD. We'll see. Yeah, I think we're catching it tomorrow. We were going to catch it today. I'm actually wearing a shirt from the movie. Oh shit! Nice. <laughs> uh, but it it wasn't in the cards today, so we're watching it tomorrow. Right on, right on. Yeah, I'm hearing some some good buzz so far. So yeah, can't wait. Yeah, right on. Okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Henry and Rainier. <laughs>